TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Ooh, welcome on in. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz alongside Ike Reese on this Wednesday afternoon. What's happening, Ike? Fritzy. I'll let you boy. We got the boys on in front of us. Little Phil's baseball. Fightings. So uh, you upped your win total, I believe you said pre-show, to 96 wins after you saw the <laughs> the JT Real Muto and Alec Baum home runs. So it's exciting times around here, man. It's exciting. I'm going up a game a week. Yeah, well, yeah, man, I can't wait to see how high you go, man. Do we get to the triple digits? We have 105 by opening day. <laughs> Listen, if they keep hitting like this, you got Bryce the Fanatic cleats on. Oh, so. look at the cleats. How am I supposed to do a radio program when I got the fills on right in front of me? No, we will, we will lock in and uh, deliver a dynamite show. Per usual. So, um, Nick Sirianni talked yesterday. Howie Roseman talked yesterday. Um, and Ike, it, it felt like a page turner. You know, it felt like, yeah, we're, we're, last year happened and we're, we're, we're over it. We're on to 2024. And it's funny because just me personally, and I'm curious where a lot of people are at with this, but me personally, like, I can't wait to see what they do in free agency. Like, I'm really excited to see Howie with the amount of money they have, the extra picks they have you know, the draft, stuff like that. Like, that's very exciting. And I think they have a chance to be a really good football team next year. But, but, mm. I am struggling to turn the page and and buy back in uh, and, and get too over the moon because of Nick Sirianni. And, like, Nick Sirianni, and I know, we, I thought we got over who cares about the press conferences. His press conferences bother me. Like, Nick Sirianni talking bothers me. And I, I'm having a tough time truly buying back into the Eagles because of Nick Sirianni, Ike. Yeah, why, though? I, I, I mean, when you say his press conferences bother you. Yes. Um, I don't know. Um, maybe you're putting too much into the press conferences. Um, but if you just look at his track record – you know, he has obviously won more games than lost since he's been here. He's made the playoffs. I mean, his resume, it, it, it really sort of speaks for itself. And I'm not going to act naive and act as if I don't understand why anybody would be concerned about him. But if the Eagles have surrounded him with a good supporting cast, and that's where he's thrived his best at, I think we believe that's what they've done. Why wouldn't you feel confident? And Nick Sirianni leading the charge. Like, I almost feel almost embarrassingly overconfident and just because of the, I guess, the, the, the stature of the coordinators that they brought in, uh, the fact that they have, you know, multiple position changes as far as coaching on the staff goes. So you're bringing new voices in. And 
I think Nick's best attributes has always been about being a culture setter and a tone setter. And and I'm not going to hold the end of the season against him to the point where it just erases everything else. I'm just not. I, I just think it's unfair to him. Can he be held accountable or culpable for the things that happen sort of late in the season? Sure, he's the head coach. Obviously, he's going to be held accountable for that. Can he be held accountable for whatever may have happened behind the scenes from a culture standpoint? Um, I don't know if he's uh, responsible directly, but from an indirect standpoint, not having necessarily the answers or the remedies to fix a lot of things that are rumored to have happened behind the scenes. I guess that comes with the job. That's just part of being a head coach. You're going to get the blame when those things happen. But if I'm just looking at his tenure here, three years, and I've never put a lot of stock into play calling and things of that nature, so that doesn't bother me. That's never why he was good at what he was doing as a head coach here. It had nothing to do with necessarily his ability to scheme. And and, and 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 change the game of football from a schematic standpoint. That's never been where he's hung his hat at, and it's never been the true reason as to why this team has been good under him. It's been about talent you surround him with. It's been about the staff you surround him with. And you know what? That's okay. It's been successful for them for the most part with him at the helm. How much different is that than let's go to the quarterback? You know? As, as much as we all like Jalen and, and believe he's a guy that can lead you to a title, he damn sure ain't doing it on his own. He needs talent. He needs a supporting cast. He needs a good defense to not ask him to score 30 points every game. Yes. He needs offensive skill position guys that can make his job easier so he's not running around doing everything himself. The sum of the parts make the whole, and the whole has been pretty good. I'm not allowing the last seven weeks of the season – to just wash away everything else that he's done since he's been here as a head coach. Well, I'm curious where people are at because I thought at the end of the season, it you know, it, the players really weren't getting a, lo- a large portion of the blame. Mm-hmm. It felt like the, at the end of the season there was a, a groundswell of furious at, at Nick Sirianni, and people were out on Nick. And then um, you know the Eagles brought him back, and we're about what a month and a half removed, two months removed from the end of the season. They have they've surrounded him with the, with the coaching now. He talked yesterday. Is, are you buying back into Nick Sirianni? Is he a detriment to your excitement to the team, or does he not really matter to you? Well, here's what bothers me, Ike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the things he said yesterday just just drive me up a wall. Um, the, the the first is the answer. Or, uh, you know, Elliot asked him, "What did you learn from last year that you feel like you can take with you going forward?" And he gave gave this big old slop of nothing. I do think, though, with those core values, it is a you always double down on those because to me, it wasn't a core values. We didn't just make them up and say, hey, connect, compete, accountability, football IQ, and fundamentals are what's important, right? We That was years and years of coaching and playing that we thought to ourselves, and I thought to myself, these are the common denominators of good football teams. And that's not that's not changing off of a bad spurt, right? And so it is, it is a true double down on those from day one. Um, you know, doubling down on the connection, doubling down on the accountability. I really look at it those two, the connect and the accountability. Even though I say connect, compete, well, those two C's kind of go together, so it's like they say it again. But connect and accountability are the two, I would say, cornerstones of our of our program that 
we that those are those are the ones that I, when I really take away, hey, these are important. That we play with good football IQ, that we play with good fundamentals, and that we compete our ass off. Those are important. But it all starts. Every, everything starts with the accountability and the connecting. And and so it is. It's almost a a, a double down, a triple down on those um, those core values. The, the the connection accountability could be football IQ yeah yeah like sure it's like, yeah. I get it I get it it's, it's high school I understand it's like not we, high school it is high school it's good it's, core it, principles it's a, it's all high school it's all high school like the connection fell apart last year accountability fell apart last year compete they didn't even show up for a playoff game okay they they, they, they act like they didn't want to be there football IQ I thought they were I thought they were mostly a dumb football team last year so like did you think they were a smart football team last year I mean I you know. They certainly had issues at key moments. I don't know what their penalty ratio was. I mean, that's how you sort of determine whether or not a team is a smart football team. But they also had moments where they went in the end zone in in bad situations, like the Washington game, and gave them time. You know. Oh yeah, you mean like yeah, from a coaching standpoint. You also yeah, had, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like you yeah. had the Seattle game, which coaching player whatever. Yeah. Uh, you had the you had the Cardinals game where they had that drive to towards the end of the game, and they did two back to back quarterback draws. Right. Like. Okay. Like uh, they, I was thinking from a from a discipline standpoint. I know I, I get what you're saying. There was, now. but there was. I yeah. feel like they were more penalized at, at last year. Like even Kelsey had some weird penalties. But, it did, but regardless, we want him back. Um, <laughs> like it's just when I, when I hear ah, like you know, what did I learn last year? I'm just gonna ju- double and triple down. Like, can I get something of substance? What? Can I get something real? Like something I can like actually believe in? Like I hear that answer. I don't believe in him anymore because of that. Like it's, I think it's something we have to put up with, right? Like we we've, we've gotten over all the press conferences, but it's also a whole bunch of nothing. Whole bunch of nothing. Well, what can he do now to? I guess restore your confidence. Like there was, he could have said, "There's some things we did last year. Maybe I felt like, uh, you know, we're too soft in training camp, or like we need to be tougher on these guys during the week, stuff like that. Like something that, that would make me feel like it's not going to be more of what just happened at the end of last year." But, but here's the thing, though, and, and listen, I, I I hear you there, but from their viewpoint, his viewpoint, he does that, and that opens up another door. That opens up Pandora's box. You know, that isn't a comment that just goes away. That's something that we sink our teeth into and we make an issue that training camp wasn't tough enough. He wasn't tough enough on the players last year. Like, he does that. And I'm not saying that they don't know that. Right. I'm just saying if he publicly acknowledges that, that is something that becomes a story. And I think they're trying to move away from having negative storylines out there right now about the team. But don't we already think that, though? Like, Don't we already think that they need to be tougher in training camp? Like, I think there's things that you can say that – are catering a little bit to the fans of being like, mm-hmm. I thought last year maybe a little bit soft, like that's but not on. at the expense of your team. I, is it because you're basically saying the players weren't weren't tough enough? Well, I said that you'd be saying that's my fault. Like I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I but you're still saying. saying the players are the ones who weren't tough. Well, enough. he did say after week one that maybe we need to change things. Yeah, in, in, in <laughs> training camp. So I think I'm he had an saying, idea I just, early. I'm just saying that's that's to me. It's one thing to say something, and it's another thing to actually acknowledge it. And then do something about it, right? You can give us lip service and then still do the same things. And then we're saying, okay, you didn't learn anything. Like he can give us the whole, I understand what was wrong. We 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 understand that. And honestly, when he said connectivity and accountability, he's saying a lot there. He's what do, talking what do you think about he said? well, connectivity. He's talking about the team being connected, all pulling in the same direction. Everybody on the same accord trying to achieve the same thing. That That's what I take from it when he says connectivity, being better at that, making sure there isn't any individual 
play out there, anybody doing things on their own, going rogue, that, and then the accountability. Okay, when that's being pointed out, are you doing something about it? You know, when you aren't playing well, when you aren't uh, paying attention to um, the details of the assignment, whether it's offensive and it's blocking as a wide receiver or as a running back, pass protection as a running back, blitz protection, all these things, like all of these things are really about accountability. And he's talking about himself as well. But when you're just talking about the players, the connectivity and the accountability, I think he is saying a lot when he's saying those are the two things that I'm doubling down on as far as harping on, that I'm going to make sure that we do it even more this year, that we stay connected. And I do hold guys accountable. At least that's what I took from it. Yeah, I just it's just he always just says the same thing over and over again with this kind of stuff. And when it didn't work last year, doubling and tripling down on the same kind of things. Like I would just like a more concrete thing than just saying we're going to double down on stuff. I, I didn't hear anything concrete. Like I think there's a ways you can say things to where it leaves the fan base feeling a little more confident in mm-hmm. what you're doing. The second thing that, that drove me nuts is, is what he said about uh, Kellen Moore's role here and, and meshing in the offenses here. here here's, here's Nick Sirianni yesterday. And it's been fun to get to know him and work through these things together, uh, you know, to, to build our offense for, for next season. And, and so he's been highly successful, and, and we've been highly successful. And I think that, you know, I'm really looking forward to meshing the things, you know, meshing what he's done really well together with the things that we've done really well. Um, but, and, and I, again, I think it's going to be a really, a really good match. Yeah, the meshing of the offense together, the Eagles offense, Kellen's going to be a part of that. Like, I just, I would like him to just hands off, hands off. <laughs> Give Kellen Moore the keys to the ship offensively. Don't touch. Don't touch the offense. Like I think for Nick Sirianni's best chance of lasting here long term is is being a culture setter, trying to get that in order. And it, don't worry about the offense. You're not going to tell Vic Fangio what to do on defense. I don't need you super involved. And I, I hope that there. I hope. I hope there's not like an ego here of no. I'm an offensive coach. Like I can also be a part of this as well. Well, he is the head coach. He is the head coach. Yeah, I know. But like. Harbaugh's not working in the in, into the offensive minds. But he's the head coach. He is the head coach. Okay. I, I fully understand that. Okay. But we also know the, the, the roles of the head coach and what I hope his role is, which is just get out of the way and be the CEO. So no matter what's going on with the offense, you don't want to have you don't want him to have any input on it. Don't touch it. Yeah, I don't think that's how that's gonna play out. That's fine. Yeah. It, it, and then judging by that answer yesterday, you're yeah. probably right. Yeah, that's not how it's gonna play out. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Are you buying back into Nick Sirianni? I know at the end of the year it seemed like there's a big groundswell frustrated with Nick out on Nick. Are you back in? Is it or is it clouding your ability to get excited about the future of this team? I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what Howie can do. It's Howie season, but the Sirianni thing is still is still holding me back from being all in. Jacory is in Florida. What's happening, Jay? What's going on, guys? What's up, Jay man? Good man, good man. Listen, um, you know, I was looking at the Twitter question. Yeah, I believe in Sirianni. Um, I feel like you know, he they made the necessary changes with Kellen Moore and Vic Vangio. I think this is going to work out. Um, I know what Howie said. Um, you know, looking at the young players, he wants to give the young players a chance. But I think he needs to do that. Um, at certain positions, you look at Nolan Smith. Milton Williams at defensive tackle, um, Keely Ringo at corner. Maybe they draft a safety and maybe that wide receiver three position. They draft a young player. What, what does this have to do with Sirianni? Like, why do you believe in Nick Sirianni? I think he can develop. Okay, so I can think he did, he can develop the players, and I and I trust him. Um, I think he can bring the culture back. I think it's just 
other things were leading up to 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 like last year's demise. I think just you know switching coordinators and the coordinators don't know what they're doing and like just just bringing bringing everything down. I think with just him back on the sideline and more experienced coaches, if you know what I mean, Jack. Like you got Vic Vangio, who's an experienced coach who knows how to control. His defensive guys. You got Kellen Moore. Well, we hope so on Vic Fangio. I mean, real quick. Yeah. I mean, the players last year down in Miami seemed like kind of split on Vic. I mean, you can say that, but I think he's 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 more he's he's he can control guys. But I think that that situation with Miami, I think those, some of those guys are just want to do their own thing. I think even with Kellen Moore, I think yeah, he's younger, but he's been in a big place like Dallas where he knows how to can how to talk to players, how to you know how to use different players like that. So I think with the, with those those two coaches, I think we'll be fine and we can get back on the right track to go to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. All right, I got you, Jacory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean the the coordinators being here is good. Um, but when I hear we're gonna mesh this whole thing together and and what we do well versus what Kellen d- does well, mm-hmm. I just challenge what did the, what, what does Nick's offense do well? I mean they did struggle to run the ball last year. Uh, they do the tush push really well. Oh, let's 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 look at some things. Let's look. At, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just getting I'm, I'm like just, I'm just looking at some offensive numbers. I got I got to look at some offensive numbers. Like we got to have something to support what we're saying. We we we. I mean, the way you're speaking, you act as if it was the worst offense in the league last year. It was not the worst offense in the league. Okay. I just think that it was more. They had overwhelming talent on that side of the ball, so I'd hope they'd be able to put up. Well, some, nothing some has point. changed from that standpoint. Right, but they, like. When we're talking about Nick Sirianni's offense and mesh what they do well, I don't know what the Eagles' offense did well last year. It looked like it seemed like they took a step back on on the deep passing. They weren't getting as many of those things down the field. Screenplay was weird. Never felt like they could establish a running game. Is that the running back problem? It could be. Could be. Um, you know, going over the middle felt like they never did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I just I want to know what what did they do well in the in last year to where he's like, ah, let's mesh that with what Kellen Moore does. Let Kellen Moore be Kellen Moore. Let Kellen Moore cook. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. Ike, we do have another pair, two pair actually, two pair got? of tickets to go see Jelly Roll, the beautifully broken tour on October second at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets go on sale uh, at ten a.m. on March first at Ticketmaster.com. And simple one today. Uh, we all have these moments. It was five years ago today when the guy Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies. You know, obviously, I remember. Ben Livingston melting down on the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually – I just got done recording a, a High Hopes where I felt like, ah, Bryce is never coming, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and then the second we got done recording, Bryce is a Philly. So – Yeah. One of those moments that truly stopped you in your tracks, your Philly sports moments that stopped you in your tracks. Wow. I. You know what? <sighs> I don't even know if I want to give it out because I don't want to take it from somebody else. No, nah, we don't need to take it. There's, there's yeah. a lot, a lot of. I got a couple of them. Yeah, listen, yeah, I, got, I got a couple of them that, that, that you know that when I think about Philadelphia sports moments, you know, there's a few of them that pop in my mind. But but that one with Bryce, that was another great moment uh, for the show, um, where you know we had sort of gotten a little downtrodden and and started to give up a little hope as to whether or not he was coming. Dude, it was a long offseason. Yeah. Because I yeah. think Machado signed on February 1st. So oh, wow. So we almost went a full month without anything. Yeah. Yeah. And people started getting mad at Bryce. Yeah. But, well, and, and it really wasn't mad at him much as much as it was just mad at the situation. Mm-hmm. You're frustrated. Mm-hmm. You're frustrated at the situation. And so 
You know, but yeah, they they got it done, and John Heyman finally quit dilly dallying around with the news because he didn't want to be wrong, but he was hearing stuff that it could happen, and finally happened. And man, um, five years, huh? Five it's years. Been five years. It's been five years since Bryce signed. Okay. <laughs> a lot, a lot wow. has changed. Yes. A lot has changed. Yeah, the full pandemic since then, everything. I know. I know. It's been, I'm a kid. I do everything about the pandemic. Either it happened before the pandemic or after. It's a new uh, BC. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, seriously, it really is. That's how I sort of remember certain things. <laughs> BP and and and, 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 and Bryce was signed before the pandemic, so a year before. Yes. A full season, which full it feels season. like ages ago. Yeah. I know. 215-592-949. Give us a Philly sports moment that stopped you in your tracks, whether it was a game, whether it was a signing. Uh, there's so many answers here. We've got two tickets to give away for the Jelly Roll concert. All you got to do, the best Philly sports moment that stopped you in your tracks. But on the big issue of the day, Nick Sirianni, are you buying back in? Are you believing in the coach again? Because um, at the end of the year, it, it seemed like there was a, a lot of people being out. And this is a safe space. It's a safe space on this show. If you're not buying back into Nick Sirianni, that's okay. 215-592-9494. It's the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It is the afternoon show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Twitter question. Sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts. Shop Mark's Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online, marks-jewelers.com. Do you believe in Nick Sirianni? 55% saying no, Ikes. Whoa. Whoa. 55% on, man. saying no. So, I had to look up the numbers. Okay. Offensively last year. Yes. Not great, but not bad. All right, let's start. Elliot, Elliot Shore Reese over here. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But, I mean, it's, it's the only thing I can go with. No, I, I know. Mean, we can't just go off field because you don't like him. Like, I got to be I gotta be factual here. They were seventh in scoring in the league, mm-hmm. 25 and a half points, seventh in scoring, uh, eighth in rushing. Eighth in rushing? Eighth in rushing, 129 yards to be exact, 128.8. Okay. Eighth in rushing. Passing was more middle of the pack, 16th in passing, 225 and a half yards. 
So you want to do more, especially when you got guys like Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard at your at your skill position. You can even throw DeAndre Swift in there because he's a guy who's caught 40 to 50 balls um, out of the backfield. And it felt like they never even used him. Yeah, right which we didn't do a whole lot of that with. So Goddard we, should be more involved. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the passing the passing part certainly can, can improve. And maybe that's where Kellen Moore has his biggest impact is in the passing game. Yeah, hope so. I mean, because they weren't bad rushing last year. No, it just always felt like – I thought in 2022 and, and – They were number one rushing team in 2022. They were, but even 2021. I mean, 2021 when they went on that run, it wasn't because they started – you know, they they were playing a lot of bad teams, but they also yeah. ran the ball really well. Yeah. Um, and it felt like last year they struggled to to establish the run. And maybe that's because Swift is more of a, you know, a complimentary back than a, than a bell cow. Yeah, no, how, no, well, maybe that's part of it. I don't know if they want to run the ball as much as we want them to run the ball. When they were running the ball, you guys didn't like the offense. Too much running. Yeah, exactly. So now you're forced to throw the ball, which means everything falls on the quarterback. That falls on protection. That falls on being able to go through progressions, throwing accurate throws, not turning the ball over, whether it's sacks, fumbles, or interceptions. Like So when you want to throw the ball to more, that's what's going to happen, and that's where they struggled the most at. Let me repeat this. Their two best seasons, from an offensive standpoint, came with them leading, running the football. They were one of the best, if not the best, rushing team in football. Don't let them know that. I'm just saying. That's where they were. Last year when they were trying to do that early, I remember Swift, the 200-yard rushing game against Minnesota, then the the Tampa Bay game. They were like, oh, no, you can't win like this. If you're going to win, the quarterback has to throw the ball. You got to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then A.J. got his catches, right? We went 125 yards, six straight games. Stuff still wasn't necessarily peaches and cream, right? No one was happy. No one was happy, right? Right. But we were throwing more. We were. Well, maybe – we need to look at that and say, is that our best chance to win? Is throwing more. The offense struggled because we were throwing more. I agree, which is why the best version of Jalen is when he's treated more as a game manager <laughs> and they have a they have a good running game that can balance this whole thing out. That's one way to look at it. Or, or you have to say, you didn't pay Jalen $250 million to be a game manager. Well, listen, I care about winning games. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I hear you. And I think the best version of them is with Jalen in well, well, a good running game. And you may be right. I'm not arguing that you're wrong. I'm just saying that's the whole dichotomy of paying a quarterback that type of money and then saying all you have to do is turn around and hand the ball off. Yeah. Like you pay a quarterback that type of money because you want him to throw the ball. You don't pay two wide receivers $100 million. We want them to pay Devontae Smith $100 million. Yep. Really, we want the Eagles to pay two wide receivers $20-plus million, but we want to be a running team. Well, by, Goddard's making money, too. I mean, they, they, For now. For now. Yes. You know, I don't they, know if he's going to see another contract. They've invested in it. Yes, they, inv- they have. And that was before they paid wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He, he got paid before they paid wide receivers. So all I'm saying is, is that the Eagles sort of find themselves in a little bit of a quandary. They certainly do. <laughs> so, um, so you're trying to improve the passing game, right? That's what we all believe, that they're trying to improve the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting because Kellen Moore, you know, I think the idea was he oh, all he does is pass, 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 pass. I mean, I think, I think Dallas is – they ran the ball a lot with him there with Pollard mm-hmm. and Zeke. And I think even last year their, their rushing attempts went up from the year before. Okay. So maybe, there's, maybe there is going to be more of a, a balancing act here. But, yeah, I think the best version of Jalen – 
and I think the best version of the offense is when they are closer to balance. I'm not saying 50-50. I definitely don't want 60-40 uh, running because I, I don't think you can really w- run your way to a title. Right. But they got to – They got it has to be part of the offense. And if, like, the running game. Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay. Uh, we'll go back to the phones here in one second. Uh, but uh, I guess everyone's new favorite free agent slash whatever. Yes. Legereus Sneed. Yes. So the yeah, update on him. They officially put the franchise tag on him, but uh, they are giving him permission to explore a trade. So they're letting him hit the market, see what he can get out there. I just I don't know what a trade for Legereus Need looks like. Is, well, the Eagles aren't going to be involved in that. And that's what I think. Yeah. I think that pretty much takes them out. Like, yeah. If they could just give money for him, sure. Unless they looked for a, for a player swap. Like We talked about like Reddick for him yesterday. Right. Does one of the second-round picks get it done uh, for him? Uh, could be. Yeah, could. Could. So one of the second-round picks and $60 million. Oh, yeah, you're definitely going to have to pay him. You're going to so, pay him. Yeah, yeah, you're going to pay him for yeah. sure. So it's a matter of you want to give up the money and the picks. Yeah, but Legereus Need, they're giving him permission to uh, seek a trade. 215-592-9490. We're a little, a little deflating. Yeah, it makes it a little harder for the Eagles to want to get involved with that. But, you know, I mean, listen, if they were to do it and how he could find a way to swing the trade, obviously I'm all in. I, I You know, I, I think he's the number one corner uh, in the league. Not the number one corner. I mean, he's a number one corner in the mm-hmm. league is what I'm saying. And, you know, he's he's at a stage in his career where he's actually entering the prime of his career. So you got another three to four good years out of luxurious needing, providing he stays healthy. Yeah. Um, so, like, obviously they trade for him. I'd be ex- uh, excited. I just – I feel like when it comes down yeah, it to makes it harder. trading a pick and signing him, I don't think that's something the Eagles yeah. are, are are really going to be in on. Makes it harder. Um, also, for a pair of Jelly Roll tickets. Again, he's a country singer. That's why I keep <laughs> saying Jelly Roll. I don't want to throw anyone off. He's a, he's a country singer. Uh, we have two pairs to give away today. All we're asking for on the anniversary of Bryce Harper. Five years ago today, he decided to make Philadelphia's home. Uh, Philly sports moments that stopped you in your tracks. And Ike... The one that that I don't think people are going to say today, but it was one. It's one that always comes uh, for me, is when the Eagles went from eight to two to get Carson, and I got that like tweet notification because mm. I was. I remember I was being. I was so nervous because it was the first time they had gone after a quarterback in the draft like that high, really in my life. Like like Donovan yeah, was, was Carson Wentz though. I know, but it was still like they're going. They're investing all that to go up and get a guy in the draft. Like, that was exciting and nerve wracking <laughs> at the same time. I can see if he went to Auburn or or SC or something. I, listen, I was the biggest Wentz supporter afterwards. I was sit here and act like I was before the draft. Like, yeah, let's go get Carson Wentz. But, he played in North Dakota. I didn't really. Yeah, there's only so much stock I could put in North. Dakota. Well, that's why. That's part of why I was nervous. Yeah, I was like, man, they're doing all this to go get a Division One AA quarterback, <laughs> right? You know, and ultimately it didn't really work out. But oh, like, hell, it helped get a title. It helped get a title. But I remember exactly where I was. I was in my Bloomsburg apartment, freaking out. I was like. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Just just a side bar for a minute here, oh, sidetracked. Good. You go back and look at those. Look at go go back and look at Carson Wentz's best throws. Oh. And you tell me that's not top ten quarterback talent. That's when I, when I when people like like when you look at some of the throws that he's made. Now obviously there's some bad ones too in there. The, 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 the Cowboys <laughs> one, yeah. We we know talkie talkie. Yeah, there there, yeah, there there are those there too as well. But I'm just saying. When that dude was was at his best, man. I know. You can see why we went a little crazy. I just, I just let the Bronco bust. I know. 
I know, man. He yeah. was the, I'm just saying. Well, we're talking wow plays. Yeah, he, he had the wow factor. That's what I mean by wow. That's where the Bronco Buck came from. Yeah, he, he had the wow factor. God, he did. He was. The, hey, man. I think everyone can agree when, when I say this. He was the best, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the best. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We just made everybody throw up. <laughs> Mad Mike is in KOP. This will make everyone throw up. That's what's happening, buddy. Hey, that's a quite the introduction. Thank you, Jack. No problem. It's been a while, guys. I missed you. What's up, Mike? Hey, I'm just calling in because it feels like a lot of chaos lately. It feels like feels like I'm back home. You know what I mean? It feels good to be back. Uh, I mean. <sighs> Let's be really honest. Like the fact that you have a tweet out there. Do you believe in Nick Sirianni? What morons are actually <laughs> saying yes? I believe in Nick Sirianni. No Mr. idea. No I idea. They believe neutered. in the Eagles. They don't believe in Nick Sirianni. I I got neutered by Howie Roseman, and I just am there to take coffee orders for the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. That's Nick Sirianni now, guys. Well, and the speech is on Saturday night. Yeah, and like, can can you just? Take the mic away from this moron. He just sounds like an idiot. Like, don't let him talk. Just let him sit in his office. Maybe he can play, like, the, you know, paper football where he just, like, kicks it between thumb, thumb field goals, and that's what he can do all day while he's making his millions. Well, he is competing. That was actually yeah. a pretty good game in, back in elementary. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. Paper game. football was great. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I mean, I'm tired of this, like, we're trying to, like, say that Nick Sirianni is anything more than just, like, uh, a puppet, and the only reason he's still here is that the optics of firing another coach this quickly just makes them look stupid. So they had to keep him. Well, let me ask you this, Mike, and I would ask everybody who's opposed to Nick Sirianni being here: How does he hurt the team? I mean, other than having a moron head coach, I don't know. Like, how does he hurt the team? He's not. He don't, he's not. He's not. We, we all, all of us are smart enough to realize, mm-hmm. can see that he's just a dude just sitting there taking up space. So, okay, so so why does it so why does it elicit so much anger and frustration from people? Because it just it only goes to show that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie only want moron head coaches so they can run the show. Like that just ma- okay, but okay, okay, okay. And if that's the case, has that been successful for them? I they won Super Bowl out of it, and the guy. Well, they got two. They got two Super Bowls. No, they won one. No, no, I mean they've been the two though. They've been the two Super Bowls. Yeah, well, that second one doesn't even count because they didn't, they didn't play right. anybody the whole season before <laughs> right. they got there. And Brock Purdy got hurt. Doesn't count. No, it counts. Oh God, it, it counts. Count. Man, they've not... been in the playoffs six out of the last seven yeah, years, and, and they've been the two Super Bowls. I, the, no, the, I'm not the even agreeing. Buccaneers. Mike, I'm not even agreeing with you that you're right. I'm just saying, let's say, for instance, that you are right. I am right. No, okay, you know okay. Right. But no, but, uh, but this is what I'm saying, though. The Eagles have been in the playoffs six out of the last seven years, and they've gone to two Super Bowls. So how is it what they're doing is wrong? It is. It's just. It's wrong. It, they, it just is. Wrong. It just it's is. M- Mike, I'm very curious. I'm very curious your answer to this. What was the Philly sports moment that stopped doing your tracks? <laughs> All right. So I used to work as a waiter at Champs in King of Prussia. Uh, That's a big deal. You worked uh, in customer service. What's that? Oh yeah, man. I was. I, I, I used to be able to turn it on. I was like nice, like fake nice, like I was able to turn it on. <laughs> fake nice. Uh, but I remember I was. In the bar, wait, waiting in the bar, and 
uh, uh, the Eagles had, in the, I think it was the same day it was announced that they had gotten Javon Curse and T.O. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't remember the exact timing, but it was just like, I was there and it came up and I was just like, this is like Christmas. Uh, the yeah, the last time you felt one. something about the Eagles. That was 2004. Yeah. 20 years. That was 20 years ago. Oh, it's a good origin story, Mike. Uh, you know what's funny? I don't think I remember, like... Oh, I remember that. Well, I, yeah, a little different. <laughs> I, was in fourth, I was in fourth grade. But oh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. I'm just, I think I might, have, I might have seen, like, the next day. Yeah, like on on like sports rise or something in the paper. Like, I don't remember like that. Sure, night. sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, it, uh, obviously, social media wasn't around. No, hell, cell phones it were barely. It might have been a common thing. Yeah, yeah maybe it was on the. Remember the old ticker on ESPN? Yeah, it probably was. But I remember seeing. I remember seeing the news break. I mean, maybe it was on the ticker or what have you. But next thing you know, we all started basically calling each other. On the rotary phone yeah, or no, on, on your home cell, phones? Cell phones, landlines. We had payphone. My first cell phone came my rookie year. Was it? Was it a big? Uh, I still I remember know. where I got it from. I got it right, right from the store, right down here on uh, off of Chestnut. I don't know. I can't remember across the street, but it, was, it used to be like a. Um, it may be still there. It was like a T-Mobile store. Mm-hmm. There, it was a T-Mobile store, store there, and that was that was the first place I got a little uh, Nokia cell phone. I remember calling my mother like. Mom, calling you from a cell phone. I'm on the street. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm in the car. Yeah, yeah. Probably shouldn't be calling you while I'm driving, but hell, I'm driving. I'm calling you. Was they even have laws for that yet? (laughs) Not talking on the cell phone in the car? Was it a brick? No, it was it was the little Nokia phones. It was it was not no, not the you're talking about the old car phones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the oh yeah, I did not have one of those. Yeah. You're talking about the old car phones that you used to hang up in the car. Mm-hmm. No, this was the the little Nokia nice. cell phone, man. No, I remember going to get my first cell phone. Remember when you finally got the texting keyboard, how big a deal that was? Yeah. You don't have to press two, three times for C. Listen, I got a pager my senior year. Wow. I was excited to get a pager my senior year. A beeper. I just missed the pager. Uh, yeah. the, the pager generation. Yeah, it seems insane. Like you just you got to look down and see yep. someone needs to it's call you. Buzzing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I need know. to go to the phone. Let me use the phone. Got to rush to you a know? payphone. And then never mind. I can't get into certain things. Right, right, right. But I'm right, just right. saying. You had. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is passed. No, not not for my wife. <laughs> That was doing her era. All right, right, right. <laughs> were people doing booty calls and pagers? <laughs> is, is that what, yeah, is they were. Is, is, is that how it used to work? Night beep, you, you get that late mean? night page the late night, at 2 a.m.? A, a, a you up page? Was oh, that a wow. thing? Oh, my wife might have. That, she, she made a page me late at night once or twice. Yeah, I'm sure she did. She what was your first phone, Buzz? Did you have a, did you have a I had a, uh, an NV3. An NV3? You remember those? I don't those? know what that is. No. It was like in like 2009, the Verizon phone with the texting keyboard. No. No. Oh. NV3. Yeah. An NV3? ENV3. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a phone with a texting keyboard. It did nothing else. Now, was but... that after the, um, what was the, what was the, uh, the Sky Pager? Well, then there's the Blackberry. Well, I remember my first Blackberry. I remember that one. Dude, they, yeah. they were hot for a minute. Yeah. They completely died. I think I went through at least two of those, yeah, or maybe yeah. three. I remember my dad got a Blackberry. Like, oh, that's the coolest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. Completely. Texting. And then the whole Sky Pager thing, the flip, the flip uh, text thing. Right. I forget what those were called. But I remember, I remember when Carlos Emmons, he was like one of the first ones on the team with one. It's like, wow, look at that. What is that? He makes some real money. <laughs> He's from the future. <laughs> he makes some real money. Holy you, hell. You had a razor, didn't you? 
<laughs> like you're definitely. Well, I was just that was past the razor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was after that. No, yeah. razors are hot and they're yeah. close. Who was your yeah. first first phone, Jack? I think it was a chocolate. And what? And what year? <laughs> what year is this? What the hell is that, dude? I don't know. It was basically like you could play you could play music off it. That was the crazy thing. You, chocolate. Yeah, it was a chocolate. I remember the first music ringtone. Remember when everyone had songs? That like, was the best. Oh, uh, ringtones. I. I was out of it. I wasn't into the wing, but I, I remember the phase yeah. of everybody having ringtones. Everyone in middle school had like cool rap lyrics as yeah. their ringtones that oh, yeah. may or may not have been school oh, appropriate. What, what was your What was your uh, ringtone? I can't talk about that on the air. That's what I thought. <laughs> Chuck's in Mount Airy. What's happening, Chuck? Hey, yeah, yeah. My first phone was the Star Track. I had the Star Track back in the day. Star Track. Oh, Star Track. I, yeah, I don't oh, think oh. I've heard of that one either. Yeah. Yeah, that was the double. Is that like uh, Next Hell? What was that? Verizon? What was that? Was that? Motorola. Oh, Motorola. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that might have been what my Nokia, uh, Nokia was. I think Nokia might have been Motorola. Hey, I Google it. You've seen it before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, listen, man, you know. Uh, I know you're a big okay. fan of Coach Sirianni. Talk mm-hmm. to me. Well, listen, you know, I'm going to get to that in a second. <laughs> but Andy Reid screws us again. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. With the, yeah with, no, he's talking about with the franchise tag. Andy oh, Reid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you guys love him so much, and he just continues to just poke <laughs> us. Well, this, is, this isn't a personal shot for yeah, but, You know what I mean? He knew we wanted Darius Sneed, and now he made it difficult for us to get him. You know what I mean? Come on, man. You know, he can. at least he can do is send him over here. Darius, let him come over here. You know what I mean? He don't want, yeah. he don't want to help the Eagles. He don't want to help Philadelphia. He never did. Never did, so you know. Way to make this personal. Way to make, way to make this personal. <laughs> yeah, Andy Reid. Yeah, he always does this to us. But, but listen, Coach Sirianni, the Jack, just relax, okay? He doesn't exist in our mind, okay? <laughs> just he's not there. I had to hear right? him My talk mind, yesterday, Chuck. Yeah, he doesn't exist though. He's just you know he's just a guy. You know he doesn't tell him more. Vic Fangio, the wretched coach's staff that's here, the players. Howie, Jeffrey Lurie, that's the Eagles, okay? Nick Sirianni, is, he's not even here. He might as well be the mascot, you know what I mean? You know, put, put, swoop, put the uniform, let's put swoop uniform on, on him and let him walk around the stadium. Chuck, they just the did a player survey with the NFLPA. He got an A. It's because he's easy uh, on him. Come on, man. He, he, this guy, listen, I'm not going to blame him this year. I'm not going to put no blame on him this year. I'm not going to expect nothing from him this year. Okay. He does not exist. Okay, he's not a non-factor, man. Like, like you keep trying to make him exist and make him to this. <laughs> no, I just, I'm numbers. just trying to. I mean, can we, can we be fair numbers. and balanced? Can we be fair and give him some credit on this station? Yeah, I've never, I've never seen you pull out numbers though. I, you go pull out numbers. <laughs> I thought you were an eye test man. I thought you were an eye test man. Yeah, Elliot like, uses man. numbers. Elliot's a numbers guy. Howie's a numbers that was, guy. That was strictly that was strictly talent last year. You know, I mean, they was they couldn't score in the red zone to start the season. Like, it was a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, well, whose fault is that? That's all Nick Sirianni's fault? I think, come on, man. It didn't, you know. Well, I'm just saying, how much do we put on the players, too, though? That's all I'm saying. Like, how much do we put on the players when they don't score in the red zone? Uh, let me ask you this, right? Let me ask you this, right? If mm-hmm. it wasn't for the players we have, right? right? Yep. And I got an answer for that side topic, too. It wasn't for the players we have, right? Our office wouldn't have had the numbers we had last year. Talent, per talent, gets us where we I, at, man. I agree. Not him. I know. Listen, I, I I'm not making Nick Sirianni out to be Andy Reid. That's not at least that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not telling you he's the reason for their success. Yeah. All I'm saying yeah. is is that he contributes to the culture. He contributes something, right? Like if we want to if we want to blame him when things are going bad, then we got to give him some credit when things went well for the team. Just tell him stay in the locker room, play pitch back with the players. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to do that. 
play horse. Seven I up, mean, play I, seven <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. yeah seven up. You know, you know I mean, just think about this, right? <laughs> you know, take the stupid push push out of the, our offense, right? Yep. How many times do you think we scored in the red zone last year? Well, no, we can't take that. How, how are we going to take an important cog out of the I'm offense? Just saying, I'm just saying. Oh, you know, how many first downs we pick up last year? I'm, I'm just saying he has no mind of for a, a great offense, man. You know what I mean? Just stay away from the offense. Like we don't need. Okay, I, okay, team. okay. I didn't. I didn't you know say I, mean? I want him calling plays. I didn't say that. I didn't say anything. Let Kellen cook. Know? That's the official statement <laughs> of the afternoon. Show. Like, Let I Kellen didn't say cook. anything. Yeah, Kalem Cook. Let Kalem Cook. That's the new t- hashtag. Kellen. Kellen. Like, let it's Kellen. Kellen. Cook, it's all right, man. though. Yeah. Let Kellen. Kellen. I'm sorry. Kellen. Cook. Kellen <laughs> oh, it's Cook. our guy. Yeah. It's our guy, Chuck. Well, we lock in. We lock in. Yeah, yeah. He's well, a quarterback what's... guy, too. Watch Jalen. Jalen, you got to be on, on board if Jalen's going back to the Okay. Now, 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 now we're talking. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And he's going to be on board with, 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 with Kellen Moore, uh, Jack. You got to be on board that Jalen's going to be going to He's going to go back up there to the top three. Yeah, league, Jack, you, you got you know you got all type of conflicting angles going on here. You, you, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you ain't in with Jalen, but you're in with Kellen Moore. Come I think on, Kellen. Man. I believe in Kellen Moore. <laughs> well, if you believe in Kellen, you want to believe in Kellen. Yeah, exactly. He was a better quarterback. We'll see. We'll see if he can execute his offense. We'll see. We'll all see. Right, all right, we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll, but, we'll all right, see. Chuck. Besides, besides Bryce Harper shouting you out, what's the uh, Philly sports moment that stopped <laughs> doing your track? <laughs> you had to take that off the board. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had to take that one off the board, brother. Hey, man. Listen, you know what? Um, I'm stuck between two, but I, I, I'm going to lean towards my. Mm-mm. It's gonna be sad. It's a popular one. I'm gonna go with the 016ers. I'm going my 016ers, man. Oh, it's there you go. The yes, step sir. Over. The yes, step sir. Over. Yeah. No, no. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm going semifinals. You know what I mean? Um, in 2001, Vince Carter shot that shot. My heart dropped. Uh-huh. Oh, finally, okay. It, it Sunday afternoon. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And then when it didn't go in, I was able to celebrate. So yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, that was a big. That was a. Moment that stopped me in the tracks. Yeah, All right. that's a big I, answer, Chuck. Appreciate the big call. answer. I'm surprised you didn't go crossover. I, I, Tyron Lou crossover. You mean step over or step over? Yeah, step. Yeah. Who could forget the the Michael Jordan Jordan crossover? crossover yes. The imagine one of our athletes today before a game seven fly, flying back from this graduation. Well, we wouldn't celebrate Vin- him. I don't. I don't <laughs> think that would go very well. Not if he doesn't win. We sure. Yeah. Wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, believe me, that was a topic back then. No, so I know. you don't even have to say just today. He came it back was actually a, buzzer a question beater. back then. I remember it back then. Like, imagine if somebody did that here in Philadelphia. It would not go well. It would not. Go it would be well. screw your education. I don't. <laughs> I don't care about that at all. We got to win a basketball game today, dude. I mean, moving, going and, to your crash. And to be honest, and to be honest, it's, it's actually the correct take like you you're going to get your degree so you're not being deprived of graduating you're being deprived of walking right with your fellow classmates that's what he went back for like that's what he went to yeah and then, and then yeah I, 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 listen, game seven. I got news for you i did that without getting a degree Right. I'm sure Vince Carter was yes. close with a lot of those classmates, UNC01. Well, I probably had some on the basketball team that were graduating that he wanted to – because he, he was already in the league. Mm-hmm. So, no, he had been out for a while, as a yes. matter of fact. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. I don't were his teammates have been with him there? Probably not. Because no, Vince didn't... Carter came out in 98, I believe, the same year I came out. It was 01. I guess but he was a, a freshman, junior, senior. Though. He, but he was a junior when he came out. Yeah, so no, no one would have yeah, been left. Vince Carter wasn't a freshman. I think he was a junior when he came out of college. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't really his graduating class. It was just the act of walking. Yes. Correct. On a game seven. Yeah, that would not have gone. Here? No. Yeah. No, they would, not, they would have had to trade him. 
We would have had to trade him in the offseason. Hey, what George Perlis used to have, <laughs> you wasn't telling coach that you were going to miss practice because you had a test or, or with some type of class. He would remind you. That, that class didn't get you the scholarship. That seems like a good, uh, that's a good uh, student athlete kind of <laughs> message. And when you're academically Barlow. ineligible, where do you think what are you I got do? the whole athletic student phrase from? That's where that comes from. I know. Like, yeah, that was embedded in my brain. What's he going to do when you're failing and you're not eligible? 215 <laughs> Go to class or get some tutoring. Yeah. <laughs> On your own time. is how you get in. Uh, for our for our, the two jelly roll tickets, two <laughs> pairs we got to give away today, the Philly sports moment that stopped you in your tracks and – uh, Nick Sirianni, do you still believe him? Are you buying back in? But in addition to that and your phone calls, an update on Hassan Reddick. Is he getting interest around the league? And why Howie's answer yesterday to another question has me feeling like he won't be back. Mm. Don't miss that. Coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 